0: Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay. joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today?
1: It's going really good. You know, we are staying busy, busy, busy. Uh, Now we're doing a bit of traveling, but I think in the last couple of days and in the next couple of days, we're making some real moves, I think, off air as well.
0: It's going to be a fun time. Happy holidays, first and foremost, to everybody. Big announcement, I guess, for anyone that doesn't know, but this is our 50th episode. And we're going to give you guys a little recap here. But 50th episode, we're going to keep it casual, have a good time, celebrate the holidays and the success of this pod, and we got a simple episode with you for that. I'm uh, just going to give you guys some updates on what's going on with us, news, maybe recap our favorite moments, and then we put a really big mailbag up on Instagram, and you guys came through with tons of questions. We're going to be answering as many of them as possible, but you guys know before we do any of that, though, we're going to dive into some five-star reviews.
1: First review coming from Bond Co-Stars. You guys are amazing. Ever since I listened in, I've been using your helpful tips all the time. Keep it up. And that's coming from the Instagram.
0: Much appreciated. Next review coming from Red Robin. Yum. Out of all the pods I listen to, this is by far my favorite. The effort Henry and Shay put into finding all the data and giving in-depth analysis is super helpful, and I love how relaxed it is. Since I've been listening to the podcast, I've jumped from a bronze player to a diamond player, Keep up the good work. Much appreciated. Credits to Henry. He's the one that dives into all our freaking stats and gets all those data points that you all know and love.
1: I think nerding out on that kind of stuff is fun and I like that so many people say they attribute their their growth and apex to us. Mm-hmm. And but I just want to make it clear that maybe we're doing a good job. Like thank you if you think that, but you yourself are like seeking out a podcast, trying to learn more. So you know, don't put all the credit on us because you're the one putting in a lot of hard work too. Next review is going from Joe Whammy. Awesome podcast. I listen to this podcast whenever I go to sleep. I'm new to Apex and this podcast has really helped my skill.
0: Love it. Love it. Those are five star reviews. Before we get into the rest of it, we got a little video pod update. Uh, After getting a bit more traction than we expected in a shorter period of time and attempting to figure out how to best set up the studio, we ran into more complications than we were expecting. Uh, There's a lot of things that we can point to that we're going to hold us back from making a studio style video pod. One of the biggest if you guys have been listening for a while, you all know is the car noises in the background. Uh, Unfortunately... We live on a busy street, to say the least, and based on how the living room is set up, which is the only space that had any size for doing something via video, uh, those car sounds, along with a lot of other things, were going to make it really, really hard for us to do an actual video pod. Uh, But on a more positive note, we are not ruling out video entirely. We just think it might come in a bit more of a virtual-style way rather than a studio if you guys are interested in that. And we would really like your feedback on that style uh, to kind of... We're a little unsure, so we just would like to bounce those ideas off you, though. Um, either way, though, you know, Henry and I still have not spent really a dime uh, of any of that Patreon money, ad money, anything on ourselves yet. And we really want to find a way to put that money back into all of you guys and the fans. So hit us up with your ideas, whether it be uh, preferences for how to improve the stream or drop in a line of merch. Uh, we would love to hear all of that. And if you're interested in that virtual style video podcast, please let us know it's uncharted territory for us. And another quick side note, if you did join the Patreon or donate in any way over the last week solely to support the studio and would like your money back, just reach out to us. We'll figure it out, get your refund in some way. Uh, we don't want to be misleading or anything in that way. It's just a lot more difficult than we were imagining, but that's the video pod update. Anything else to tack in there, Henry?
1: I can just say that both Shay and I are perfectionists, and we were very, very excited about creating a studio. It was one of our goals since the beginning to like have a bunch of cool decoration and just have a great setup. Um, but the fact of the matter is, we live half half a block away from a fire station and so we have sirens going by our house all the time and then we also have like the local street racing crew (laughs) going up and down the street at all hours of the day and night and so as much as that's a struggle for the podcast and we're editing that out right now for a video podcast it just isn't going to work because then if you edit out the car sound you're going to have like freeze frame and faces and we just couldn't do it and we're sad about that but i think we're going to be able to find something that we can upgrade and make really mm-hmm. really cool
0: no doubt no doubt about it with that though let's dive into the news next quest is going to be the biggest quest since the broken Ghost in season five this is coming from tom Cassiello, a senior writer at respawn henry what's your reaction to hearing that this is going to be the biggest quest we've ever had
1: yeah, I'm excited by it. You know, um, I think that we love the quest, of course. I think a lot of players enjoyed the Season 5 quest. And although the comic is really cool and interesting, I think that it has been a bit lackluster uh, in mm-hmm. comparison. And that's not, like, a jab at Respawn at, for any reason. Like, we understand that there were some major complications, and it makes sense. And so I'm really excited that, Uh, Tom here wants to write the ship they have some big plans and I can't wait to see what they come up with
0: yeah back to every legend getting a piece of lore is potentially the coolest thing that the game has ever done that got us all so excited even if it was just in line by line written format and so even if we get any combination of comic or playable quest again with that I'm just excited to see what biggest quest means because that is a big big thing to proclaim Next piece of news, game director Chad Greenier gets the hype rolling for the next couple of Apex seasons. This is courtesy of Apex Legends News on Twitter via the IGN review Chad just went on. I'm just going to read off two quotes because I think they kind of summarize what he was talking about really well. Uh, first of which being, I would, just talk, I would love to just talk about all of it because I'm so excited. Season 8 is shaping up to be amazing. It's just great and almost entirely done working from home. They are very much emphasizing the working from home and that it's finally coming together for them. They're getting into a groove at working from home. And then the next quote being, season nine is also going to be great. Really looking forward to it. In season nine, you're going to really see some major things that you did not expect. So it's just really an exciting time right now. Over the course of the interview, season nine seemed to be what Chad was incredibly, incredibly giddy and excited about. And so... I wonder what that means because we've been theorizing that season eight is going to be huge, that we think season eight is going to be the two year anniversary, something really big coming. What are kind of maybe your thoughts on hearing these quotes a little bit?
1: Yeah, I'm shocked uh, that it seems like a lot of the excitement is for season nine. You know, Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that, but just like you said, I think that season eight has a lot of just natural hype built in. And so I think that they're going to capitalize on that, but if they're planning on doing something bigger, I'm very excited. I think we just recorded a, uh, a patron episode last week or two mm-hmm. weeks ago talking about kind of our theories, uh, long-term crazy conspiracy theories about season eight and nine, and we have some crazy ideas that could be really exciting. So I don't know if we are crazy enough to talk about those on the main <laughs> show, but if you're interested in hearing like what we think might be going down in the background early, I think you should check that out.
0: Definitely. That wraps up the news, though. Time to talk about the big news. Our 50th episode. Guys, I don't think you can understand how much of a milestone this is for Henry and I. We didn't think we would get to where we are now and the amount of people we've been able to talk to about Apex Legends, you know from getting an Instagram with 18,000 followers to having a very loyal listening audience and active Discord. It's all been very amazing. But Henry, maybe give the viewers, listeners, some insight into what uh, is really going on.
1: Yeah. So, well, first, for all the skeptics that are, you know, counting on their fingers right now, 50 episodes, and it hasn't even been a year yet, 52 weeks in a month for a weekly show, how are they already at 50?
2: Well, there Good was question. a
1: time when Shay and I were just so dang excited that we were doing two episodes a week, mm-hmm. and I think some people uh, might think, "Oh, they gave up, that they got lazy or something." That's not really the case. Um, our episodes have gotten substantially longer. We've added so many segments uh, over the months, and we're also now, you know, active on Patreon and creating content over there. So. We're making even more episodes than ever now, and longer episodes, uh, but yeah, 50 episodes already uh, open to crazy. the public.
0: Crazy, crazy. And yeah. the
1: journey has been pretty crazy. Like, you know, we started our very first episode, we had 30 listeners.
0: And Which kind of blew our mind at the time, honestly. We were like,
1: whoa, this, <laughs> this is crazy. There are so many people looking for these, uh, these podcasts. But now, as of recording this, we have well over 10,000 listeners. Mm -hmm. And so that's pretty cool. You know, it's been a really wild ride. Um, We feel like there's a great potential here to, you know, continue building this community. Um, But so far, it's been crazy. And we are so grateful uh, to our amazing community who has supported us on our podcast by listening, watching us stream on YouTube, which has been really fun, joining our Discord and making that just a really awesome, positive, and Mm -hmm. supportive community. And, of course, uh, contributing to us on Patreon. We really appreciate that.
0: Definitely. Uh, And, you know, it's just going to keep getting better, guys. That's the fun stuff. We are excited to really keep moving forward with this pod and seeing where it goes, and hopefully you guys don't stop listening, and hopefully Apex keeps putting out baller content. You want to talk maybe about now our favorite moments over the course of these first 50 episodes? There's a lot of good ones, but we tried to pull out a couple that really took the cake.
1: Yeah. The first like favorite moment, for me at least, uh, which isn't really a moment, uh, (laughs) but I'm the co-host, so I write the rules. But I guess my favorite moment is a series of moments, and it's just an overall feeling that I'm learning more about Apex through diving in and creating content and researching and just getting more active in the community, uh, consuming even more content than before and having discussions with players and other creators on Instagram and Twitter and Discord. I just feel like I was playing Apex for a year before we started this thing, and now, almost a year later, I know so much more because of the podcast.
0: Yeah, I would say like, I think we felt like we were very already knowledgeable about the game. I was consuming Apex podcasts and watching all the YouTube vids before we even started doing this. And so I felt like we were going to be able to do this in a very credible way. And I didn't even know how much more there was for us to learn, which is really exciting. And I just love interacting with everyone in this community another kind of fun favorite moment of ours and we set the goal at the very beginning i don't know if we did it on air or if we did it off air where we set this goal for ourselves but getting the opportunity to speak with daniel klein lead game designer i don't even know like the words don't do justice for how exciting of a moment that was for us personally but for the podcast it was one of our most successful episodes and we just had an absolute blast of a time doing it
1: Yeah, we prepared for weeks uh, Mm -hmm. once we got the confirmation that it was a go, and it was all worth it because it was what we agree on, uh, the best conversation about Apex we've ever had. Mm -hmm. We feel like just got such an amazing inside look um, that other creators and other media uh, outlets also agreed that we just learned a lot of stuff that we had no idea uh, before, and it was just a phenomenal discussion. I loved it. I'm excited to do it again.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: Daniel's a really awesome guy, and his job just fascinates me. So that was definitely a high point.
0: Definitely. No doubt about it.
1: The next kind of favorite moment um, is kind of you know one of those landmark or milestone moments and getting that number one spot on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for Apex legends was just really cool after many, many months of grinding consistently and kind of having that as a goal, um, when we got that, that was a pretty cool celebration.
0: We felt like we, we we climbed a mountain at that point we felt like and we didn't know how realistic of a goal that was when we first started because podcasting are a very uh, interesting form of media. There's not a lot of information out there about them and such so that was very exciting for us. Next moment. Getting featured in multiple YouTubers' videos, published in gaming news articles for that interview with Daniel, really gaining some recognition in the community it was really cool. Whether it be talking with Simply Ash and getting shouted out there, or Water got him plugging us. It was very uh, rewarding for us to be mentioned in the same name as some people that we have been fans of now for a very, very long time, even pre podcast.
1: Yeah, we just feel like we have been welcomed into the community. Um, you know, everyone's been nice to us, really. Like, we haven't had any Twitter wars uh, mm-hmm. about, about us, which is really nice. And, you know, it's it's just really cool to see that, you know, people are listening. Definitely. And other creators are kind of seeing us as peers, which is kind of fun. And the last kind of big moment is another Henry cheating moment. It's not really a moment. <laughs> uh, But just chatting with our biggest supporters, our patrons, has been a blast. You know, We ran our first tournament uh, with them a couple weeks ago, which was a ton of fun. And just hearing what they think of us and Apex has been really Mm eye-opening and just has felt really good to know that they believe in us and think that what we're doing is really cool, so much so that they're going out of their way to support us financially
0: yeah it means a ton love y'all so so much in that way um besides that though when it's coming to favorite moments if you guys have a favorite moment or a chat or a conversation or something that made you laugh louder than you can remember um maybe hit us up on discord or instagram and tell us what episode it was from if there's something that you really remember and maybe we can put together a little bit of like a montage at some point to kind of uh, throw back some memories I mean I don't know how many of you have been around from the beginning but we did have an incident with the cat making it on the podcast back in the good old days at the very beginning and so there's been a lot of really fun moments here but those are definitely the biggest ones no doubt Before we get into the mailbag though and answer all your questions, here's a little word from our sponsors. The Good Games Podcast is brought to you by Henry and Shay. Hopefully you like those two guys. From our success covering Apex Legends, we set out to create a new project talking about all good games. If you want to hear Henry and I cover games from Rogue Company to Assassin's Creed, check out the link in the description here about all the good games episodes coming in the new year.
1: Welcome back to the show. Now we have the big 5-0, the 50th episode mailbag. Uh, But before we dive into the questions, I just wanted to reiterate uh, what Shay said at the top of the show, and that it's the holidays.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: It's time to spend uh, some time with uh, your family and your loved ones. Please consider decreasing your Apex (laughs) Gaming sessions, uh, to be with your people this week, but if you don't want to or can't for some reason, know that your third-party family will be active on Discord and here for you. I'm sure people will be playing. Um, and so that's just a little cautionary I love little suggestion. I love it. But know it. that, hey, we're going to be gaming.
0: We are absolutely huge fans of the holiday seasons. We go crazy for it. Um, and so, you know, this is going to be a quick one, I think. We... We're almost 18 minutes in. We got all your guys' questions to answer. We're going to take as long as it goes for that, but we don't want to steal all of your family's time away from you right now by you listening to the pod. So we'll get in, we'll get out, and then next week we'll be right back at it with another ballin' episode. Hit us up with the first question, Henry.
1: We got a lot of really good questions, but the Mm -hmm. first one's coming from Maddie Nice 10. Hey guys, absolutely love the show. I'll be honest, I'm losing my passion for the game though. Skill-based matchmaking has made it so unbearable. I'm a diamond ranked player, never made it to master a predator, but I consider myself a well above average player. I venture to say that 90% of my deaths in duos and trios are to 4k damage and 20 kill previous season predators. It's extremely exhausting and so incredibly frustrating. If skill-based matchmaking worked, why am I with these lobbies with people every game? Could y'all address skill-based matchmaking in a future episode? Keep up the good work.
0: Skill-based matchmaking is a touchy subject, so I'm going to go at this with uh, as good of an answer, I think, as I can give. And I'll start by saying, one, there's going to be frustrating SBMM moments in any game you play at all. But... If you want to know specifically how Apex Legends skill-based matchmaking works and the process behind it on the Patreon episode, which this is the episode we've considered making public if we were going to ever pull one from the Patreon episode and make it a public episode, because it's one of the best talks and most detailed talks we've ever had. But we literally dove into the algorithm and formulas behind how skill-based matchmaking works. And it simply comes down to the fact that there's not enough... Diamonds, masters, and preds. Like these masters and preds have to play with some people, also, guys. Like you that's what we got to recognize and feel, and how many people are onst- constantly playing Apex. It varies. And, you know, Henry and I have the same feeling of moments. I think we're in a pretty similar space. It sounds like Matty Nice uh, and just being in diamond and getting absolutely lasered by some masters and preds. I try to look at it, maybe it's the sports mentality of play against the best and hopefully you'll get there someday yourself and as frustrating as it is sometimes, I think, really, you got to take it as a compliment that you are in the best of the best lobbies. You are no slouch at the game. You are an absolute beast shredding through people. I don't think it would be fun to just play against bronze people 24-7 and absolutely murder everyone. The challenge is what drives in Apex, for me at least. Henry, what else do you have to maybe throw in there?
1: I think that's a great point, that, It is a compliment. You know, you as a diamond player are very good at the game, and playing against 1% of the top 1% that have logged 4,000 hours on the game feels kind of weird, but that says something. Like, that means a lot that you're a really, really strong player. We're obviously very fascinated about this topic, and we spent a whole week researching and reading and finding interviews with people to try to piece together the parts of the matchmaking in Apex. Um, I guess I have two other things to add. The first is, um, you're going to die. Like this is a battle royale. Even predators die. Like, don't be upset because you die and the person that killed you was really good. Like that makes sense to me. Like if I get killed by a predator, uh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, uh, they were better than me. And you're going to get killed. Everybody gets killed. That's the nature of the game. Um, but if it's happening again and again and again, and you feel like you've hit a wall, I can definitely see how that is frustrating. But I guess here is another question uh, to answer the question. <laughs> um, do you? Would you rather be a solo master or have three gold players all on comms all together? and go against each other. The solo versus the three mic'd up gold players. And I think that question kind of raised a lot. Because it is a team-based game, and I lean towards, hey, you want to have teammates. And guess what? That is the main part of the matchmaking. Like That's what skill-based matchmaking Mm -hmm. is. It takes people that are partied up and can't break them up. And so if you are a diamond player and... You are going to bring up your lobby, essentially, because you're so good, but you're not quite uh, the predator level. Well, the Preds are all playing together, so they can't be broken up. And a lot of people feel like they get matched with uh, players that are less good than them. Mm -hmm. And that's because you are not finding friends and like teaming up with people. Because it's obvious to me, based on what we know about how the algorithm works, that yeah. Uh, three stack of Preds are going to be matched with a solo Q Diamond, and the only people that aren't uh, fully stacked up are the Gold and the Platinum players. And so it just kind of makes sense that you're going to be frustrated with your teammates, and I feel the burnout, you know? like The only reaction is either be like Shay and say, I'm going to get better, and (laughs) I think you should get better too, and I feel the the encouragement and kind of the competition to get better but also just get some dang squad mates it don't matter how good they are you need teammates in this game it is the most team-centric battle royale on the market
0: no doubt about it great answer next question coming from j3sst3r underscore 33 Always a great listen. I'm finally able to leave a review, long overdue, but the information, nature, and thoughtfulness in this podcast and community is fantastic. My favorite segment is the news, of course, but I also love how you guys break down stats and numbers to really get insight on the gameplay and meta. Now, for my question, would a pilot b2 op as a legend in apex i'd love to wall run and have a smart pistol or titan ability obviously nerfed to the necessity but jack cooper in apex would be insanely fun to play also a side note i've been disappointed in the lack of meaningful lore since season five season four was the lore apex but it's like they are kind of just forgetting about it lately (sighs) that one hits a little close to home right there
1: (laughs) yeah good question jester uh There's a lot going on there. Um, We have discussed pilots uh, being in Apex before, uh, a long time ago, uh, season four maybe, Mm -hmm. um, on the show. Pretty early on, we I think spoke about it. Uh, But yeah, do you want to talk about uh, the smart pistol at all?
0: You know, here's the thing: smart pistol is so good, and the ability, the the best thing about Apex is movement. And if you are pro at moving you are going to be an incredibly high-level player. Add in a pilot where movement is everything in a pilot, and that's going to be a very dominant kit. Add in a gun that allows you to move like a madman and not have to worry about aiming could be a bit of an OP issue. And so I don't know how you go about balancing it. We've talked a lot about how a pilot's kit ain't even made for these maps. There just isn't wall running spots and stuff like that. And that's kind of being a part of it. But I look at the smart pistol specifically and I'm like, the best people can move like madman, but even those guys that are moving like crazy sometimes miss their shots and take away that element with the smart pistol. And you're going to run into some potentially frustrating uh, times for opposing players.
1: Yeah, it could be crazy. Um, And really, if you're not sure what a smart pistol is, it essentially allows you to hip fire, not have to aim down sights at all, and the bullets just uh, magnet to people's heads. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's pretty strong. Um, And so it'd be interesting to see if that ever could come into the game as maybe an ultimate ability or a care package weapon of sorts. Um, But I like that Jester here has said it would be insanely fun to play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that more and more is dictating the direction of Apex in the future. I think that they've come out with a great game. Um, it has solid mechanics, and they're just trying to make it more fun and attract more players and keep people interested. And so I'm not going to write off the idea of you know someone that can double jump and wall run and have a smart pistol. Like, I think that it's entirely possible. Um, it would certainly be exciting.
0: It'd be fun to see them try and balance it, that is for sure.
1: Next question coming from Atlas. In the Daniel interview, he mentioned two legends that work by providing an absence of action, Crypto and Watson. Though they have their own strengths, who do you feel is better to master and why?
0: Hmm. That is a great question, Atlas. The absence of action legends are... So interesting. And they take a strong-minded player to want to main them and really feel it. These are both kind of going to be your ranked legends. I don't think you're going to be wanting to run around with these guys all of the time in pubs. Um, Man, if you had to master one of them, I am biased. Here's the problem. I look at these guys as so... Uh, similar in play style just in like the fact that you are not going to be the main option for your team in fights and that's going to be something kind of hard to cope with i think for a lot of people that are used to just running at people being as aggressive as possible if i was going to do one personally i would choose crypto and that is because i think it's more fun to play still flying around the drone emping people is a very fun successful thing to do. A lot of great skins for Crypto, a lot of great voice lines for Crypto. I don't know. Do you want to play Devil's Advocate for Watson? I think there's a heck of sure. an argument to make for Watson as well though.
1: Yeah, I think you absolutely can. Um looking at these two like you selected here, Atlas together is really good because essentially neither of them have a passive ability, meaning that in the first phase of the game, they're kind of useless. You know, like crypto can now scan the beacon. That's a good passive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no combat effectiveness for either of these unless they are in absolute control of the situation and prepared ahead of the time. What I'd say is crypto is a lot of fun. I think EMP and people is really good, um, but it takes so much preparation
2: mm-hmm. and
1: awareness. You have to be an absolute genius to play crypto, in my opinion. Like it just takes so much work and you have no like in combat abilities like you can't get out of any situation no mobility no nothing Mm -hmm. um watson same way but watson has a very high win rate in ranked so if that's what you care about Mm -hmm. like i think mastering watson is a really good idea just because and i think it's interesting um when looking at different legends and their abilities and, you know, choosing who to play. I think it comes down to play style more Mm -hmm. than anything. And I think that play style impacts performance more than tweaking kits. Like, I think that, you know, making Watson's pylon have a duration of Mm -hmm. 90 seconds is not as impactful to people that play her. Because I think that you win more games as Watson because you're not acting like a crazy person. Like, you are holding your ground, being patient, playing the end game, and having an advantage there. You can do that with, really, multiple legends. But Watson really forces you to do it because you have no mobility, no, like, versatility. You have to be set in your ground. So I would lean towards Watson if you want to win and if you want to play ranked. But at the same time, crypto counters Watson. So (laughs) if you want to be the anti-Watson, then go with crypto
0: i heard some really good points but most of which being i will be manning crypto now so henry will refer to me as an absolute <laughs> genius sometime you while do. we're playing
1: <laughs> it's crazy like because you can't let your team go two on three mm-hmm. so you have to be everywhere at once and be able to actually use that drone effectively he's and it doesn't it doesn't always scan mm-hmm. and so you have to be at just a Master of pinging, and I think you have to be on comms in order to definitely call out where people are going, where they are, and it's hard. I mean, I think it's one of the hardest legends in the game.
0: One of the best crypto abilities is looking at the banner and telling you how many teams are in the area. You ping it, it doesn't tell your teammates or anything. Like, you got to be able to communicate that, no doubt about it. Next question coming from it's underscore foxy. Could you do a section focusing on all things rotation and ranked and pro?
1: Great question. Um, this is a really important subject.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know,
1: rotations in a VR really determine uh, really who wins and who loses a lot of the times. Um, Shay and I have decided to put all of our rotation content um, in our Patreon stuff, and the reason for that is we feel it's very hard to have rotation guides without a visual or a video, mm-hmm. and so. For our position and rotation episodes, we uh, have historically uh, provided a visual aid uh, to help people kind of go through what we're saying. And I think that maybe we could do, I think Foxy's asking us to do like a segment on rotations. And I'm not quite sure how that would look like. I think we could brainstorm a little bit. Uh, But we do try to cover rotations. We know it's really important. I think we both just struggle with how we can convey it and make it useful
0: definitely there, there's some real challenges with and even as important as rotations are they're never going to be consistent in a br which is part of the br nature and so that's like why we have hesitations in talking about it with everyone but if you're asking for it there's probably some good content there it might be worth it and I'm a little hesitant. I don't want you guys taking my rotations and drops and ranked with me. Like please don't steal that stuff from me. I don't want to <laughs> die. I got these things planned out to a T right now.
1: We kind of we put the time in. Next question is coming from John. Do you think Apex is turning into Fortnite with cars?
0: Deep question. We're actually going to dive into kind of the subject uh in the new year a bit more deeply. Uh I'll just give the first quick answer I have is It's not Fortnite. It's never going to be Fortnite with, like, Mandalorian, Star Wars stuff. What Apex does seem to be doing, though, is catering a bit towards uh, newer players and making the game a bit easier to understand and just jump into, uh, which is a bit more Fortnite-style, potentially. Uh, And I think that's where the car's from. But from, like, just a crazy amount of stuff standpoint, I don't think we're ever going to see it in the same level as Fortnite. Which, in my opinion, is for the best because I love what Apex is right now. What about you, Henry?
1: Yeah, I think I agree. The answer is no, Apex is not um, in any way really similar to Fortnite. And as much as maybe they want to move close in that direction, cars did not do that for them. Um, I saw a really cool video of Gaming Merchant. Uh, Who might be coming on the show pretty soon? Mm -hmm. Um, But he was kind of just going over the business side of YouTube. And that's something I think we'd like to talk with him about maybe on the show. But he was looking at Apex compared to Warzone and Fortnite in terms of Google searches and Google Mm -hmm. trends. And one of the assumptions that we made was that putting in cars or tridents to Apex is a strategic move by Respawn in order to get some market share away from Fortnite to bring some players over. And based off the Google trends, that did not happen. Um, It's really interesting to see that Season 6 and Season 7 had essentially the same search uh, for Apex Legends. Like Mm -hmm. Season 7 did not garner as much hype as internally it felt so and i think that's really shocking to me that like fortnite players didn't hear oh season 7 of apex they have cars i'm going to hop over mm-hmm. that didn't happen as overtly as we kind of anticipated because i didn't think that cars would be healthy for apex mm-hmm. like i didn't think it was a good move but i supported it because i thought it was a good idea to kind of maybe grow the game a little bit and i think that they did cars really well but it didn't work out the way I thought it would.
0: Good point. Good point for sure. Next question coming from W Strain. What legend are you thinking about doing the next mastering the Legends episode?
1: We are torn. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of good options. We've been sitting back on Wraith for a long, long time. Um, not really sure. Uh, yeah. What to do, honestly. Um, but we've, we've started to cover a lot of ground, honestly. Like mm-hmm. we've really hit a lot of the bases um i'm trying to think of who else is on our list that we've been dodging um pathfinder pathfinder so yeah dodge mm-hmm. um, well
0: we've been waiting for pathfinder to finally get balanced and he's kind of seems to be back where he they want him to be right now there were so many questions around him so maybe maybe that's the guy next potentially
1: yep next question coming from clutchabob i have a huge problem I have a friend who I play Apex Legends with, and he keeps dragging me down. And we are trash because he is so passive. And if I say to push, he doesn't and sits back and dies. And so do I. But when I go play ranked by myself with randoms, I get eight kills in third place. What should I do to fix this?
0: Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, how close of friends are you? (laughs) That's that's that's, the first question. That's the first question. Um, if I understand the frustration. If your friend is just okay with losing and, you know, dying and doesn't see that the pattern repeating itself of his decisions leading to that, um, just might be, not be the buddy you play apex with, which is kind of sad to say, but I got a lot of friends I play video games with that don't play apex and we're still on speaking terms. It's close though. I mean, not playing apex, a tough one for sure to swallow. Um, on another note though, Playing with randoms, if you want some two teammates, hop into our Discord, join the community, chat with some people. But really what I think you got to just do at least is establish yourself as the voice of credibility, whether it be your ranked, your KD, your whatever, and tell your friend that he's got to listen to you, that you're the decision maker. And every team kind of sometimes has a shot caller at least, or someone who's at least identifying decisions that need to be made before they then decide as a team and be vocal and if it's just not a good time playing with them then you're just gonna have to move on at least and that's unfortunate to say but you know do what you can at least communicate with them
1: and that communication level um it can be hard to kind of say i am the captain now yeah and so if you can't figure out a way to do that very nice then do it in your legend selection like be right And then, you pretty much know that you're going to be in the front, and Mm -hmm. it's easy for people to follow. Um, And So I'd say that, but also, in traditional Henry fashion, I'll also bring in uh, a little bit of the nerdy stuff and the numbers. (laughs) Apex Legends is an imperfect knowledge game. Mm -hmm. You don't know everything, and you can't see everything. And so, you're working with imperfect information all the time, and... What that means is what you see is not what your teammates see. And those things can conflict, and you might have very different perspectives. You pretty much are confirmed
2: Mm -hmm. that you're absolutely Mm -hmm. going to
1: have different perspectives. And so this is something that I struggle with as well. I want to push. I want to do what I want to do. But I also want my dang teammates to be with me. But if they're not seeing things exactly how I am, They aren't going to be very quick to be with me, and I want to be quick. So, what do you do with that information? One, you try to make a safe place where people can all communicate. It doesn't have to be a democracy. Like, you don't necessarily have to sit back and, you know, count straws on where we're going to go, but make sure that if somebody sees something, they are saying it and adding that to your knowledge because you need knowledge and if you don't need knowledge then you're playing bloodhound and you're winning all your games anyway so it doesn't (laughs) matter but if you're not doing that you need people to share what they see because you can't see everything and if the communication still fails and people on your team can't communicate you're playing with randoms whatever then the solution is you just need to slow the heck down
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: Yeah, you might be Wraith main. You might want to push. You might be better, more experienced. It doesn't matter. It's a team game. And you know, as the experienced player, that being together as a team is the best way to win. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not in, you know, the best situation or you're, you know, itching to get some kills, stick with your teammates, slow down. And I know it's tough, but do that. And maybe if it's tough for you stop playing octane and play caustic Mm -hmm. you know something that forces you to slow down a little bit think a little bit more maybe you play crypto you know like it can be a really great Mm -hmm. distraction to just chill play on your ds like (laughs) if your teammates are looting oh that's fine just pull out your drone and dink around with that for a while so i think there's a couple little tidbits in there to help you out but this is definitely a a complex social dilemma yeah Um, hopefully we
0: definitely it's hard i mean like if you may think henry and i are the perfect duo we are no (laughs) by no means perfect at communicating and we're both totally fine saying whatever we want to each other so like i understand that what you're in clutch of bob is going to be a tough situation hopefully uh he works it out you work it out or you have him listen to the podcast and they improve next question coming from chill one salty does Horizon, in time, turn evil like Caustic, but with revenge?
1: I love this idea. Well, so essentially, to break this apart, Caustic is perceived to be evil because he is in the Apex games in order to test chemical weapons on people <laughs> and does not view them as people, but subjects. So that is evil.
0: Is it better to be viewed as a subject or a skin bag?
1: <laughs> I think, well, that's a tough decision, too. Um But this horizon idea and her um, future lore is fascinating to me because I am so curious. Like we know her trajectory right now. She wants to, you know, research, figure out time travel, get Mm -hmm. back to her son in some way. We think there's some complexities with that. um, But that's where she's at. I do not know how she's going to react to Ash once she figures out who Ash is. I agree. So. I'd put a couple chips on the fact that she goes crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I definitely don't think they're going to get along, but she is such a a friendly, deary mom. And so, I don't know. Maybe she'll be able to make amends, Mm -hmm. or maybe she'll go evil on Ash. I'm not quite sure yet.
0: Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited for her storyline, no doubt about it. Next question.
1: Coming from Toby Lee, what major change would you make to the gameplay of Apex?
0: There is one that comes to my mind. Immediately throw the alternator with disruptor rounds in the care package. That's what I want to see. I think it would be great for the game again to have those back. What about you?
1: Yeah, I look at gameplay and i really like the gameplay i don't know if i'm just not creative enough and i don't have a future as a game designer but i think that apex is in a really great spot i love the gameplay i play it every game like every day um i don't really have a major change that i would make like i think tweaks like the disruptor rounds and the care package would be cool um i think major changes would come down to private matches yeah um, but that's not really a gameplay change. So I don't have a great answer. I try to defend myself. We
0: love gameplay. That's really what it comes down it's to. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard
1: for me to criticize the best movement, the best gunplay. Like, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do that.
0: Next question. Call me AJ. Which one of you would win in a 1v1 firing range fight? Well, we might both enter the tournament next time around, so I guess we might see what happens.
1: There's only one way to find out. You know, I, this, it's a very interesting question. I'm not sure who I would bet on because, really, Shay and I have very different preferences
0: for yes. weapons
1: and legends. And so getting a fair fight, I think, might be tough. But, yeah, there's only one way to find out.
0: I'm telling you, if we were to go with the G7, Henry's going to shred my ass, no <laughs> doubt about it. Like,
1: <laughs> I think this could have to be like a pay-per-view event. You know? like, I'm not really sure the outcome. I don't know. I'll Obviously, myself,
0: but... we would just draw every time and trade. Yep, Absolutely. it would just be five headshots <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Back and we and never forth. miss,
1: so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how people do consecutive headshots with the uh, with the flatline or the prowler or the hemlock. The hemlock's, the, hemlock's one the one me me that freaks
0: me out too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: when they hit you five shots in the head with the hemlock, I'm like, there's aimbot. something going on. Yeah. <laughs> Next question coming from the dude Hank. Okay, this pod is amazing, but I have a few questions for you. One, what is your guys' club? Two, what is your favorite loadout for your mains? Three, how long have you guys been friends?
0: Love it. Rapid fire answer time. One, club wise, I'm not in a club. Henry's in a club. You can talk about that in a second. But uh, we decided not to do a third party club because of the member cap. And we didn't want to exclude people really. Uh, and you know, we just, the, the club is cool. The club is cool. But it's not for us right now to have a third party one. Uh, favorite loadout for me? I'm going to say... Oh, I don't know the legend right now. I'm really bouncing between all the legends right now. Do, can I say the Prowler is still, even though it's in the care package? Is that cheating? That's
1: my favorite, guys. R
0: 301 <laughs> Prowler. That was my favorite loadout. And how long yeah. have we been friends? We met each other back in elementary school, maybe second or third grade, playing basketball together. And then we, we went to different elementary schools, but we played basketball together up through that point. And then... In middle school, we went to the same school. And so we've been friends for a long, long, long time. Probably too long at this point. Like, we might have to cut it off at some point here.
1: (laughs) It's definitely been a long time. I count it at, I think, over 14 years. Yeah. So, more than half of our lives, Mm -hmm. uh, we've known each other at least. So, that's a long time. Definitely. Um, We definitely have been talking a lot about Apex. And so, I think we have good enough rapport to have a podcast. Um, my favorite loadout right now, um, you know, if I'm going to be traditional, I'll go G7 flatline. Like, that's, you know, where I'm feeling. Uh, very confident. I've put the most hours probably on those with Gibraltar, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but, you know, more and more mixing it up with the Hemlock um, as the primary. And I've even been messing around with the EVA a little bit as a secondary for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I sit on loadouts right now. Um, my club I'm not a very good club member to be (laughs) honest the third party doesn't have a club Um, I'm in Kev the King's club, Uh, he's a YouTuber Um, I'm not very active though and I feel bad I think they're going to kick me out soon Um, but I am in a club Um, I support the club system, I think after this I'm going to go play with the club so they don't kick me out but that's what I have to say Hank
0: Oh, next question. Bridges to Ashes. Hey, guys, still loving the pod, and I have some heirloom questions. What's your favorite heirloom? How many heirlooms do you have? And what is the fastest way to get an heirloom? Great questions.
1: Um, Favorite heirlooms? It's tough. You know, the cop out answer that I always have is well, whoever is your main is your favorite legend Mm -hmm. because. If you are a lifeline main, there is nothing cooler than shock sticks. Yeah. Like, It's so hard to say that that's not the coolest. Um, I think Shay and I are now pretty much uh, traditionalists. We think that the Bloodhound Axe is kind of the best. So Raven's dope. Bite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any heirlooms. fastest way to get an heirloom is to spend money uh, mm-hmm. on an event. Um, that's the cheapest and I guess maybe the fastest way to get it. Uh, as far as I know, there's no hacking that you can do in order to get 500 packs. just <laughs> so says,
0: I've tried, I can't figure it
1: out. <laughs> I just put my Xbox back together, I was trying to figure it out, but yeah, I don't think there's any quick trick. Doing um, the events though, mm-hmm. I think is the, the incentive that that's a good way to do it.
0: Yeah uh favorite heirloom probably the bloodhound one uh but mirage coming in there at a close second for me i love that one but like henry said that's a bias because i love mirage um i have one heirloom i have the wraith kunai great one i was playing wraith predominantly when i got the heirloom pack which is why i got the heirloom if i was to get it now i'd probably get bloodhounds um, and then, yeah, Henry answered the fast way to get an heirloom. If you've never gotten one, you can spend an absurd amount of money to get 500 packs and that'll guarantee that you get one. But if you've already gotten one, it's just going to be those, uh, collection events every season.
1: Next question coming from Tommy, tight tempos. Can we get Daltouche on to chop it up with you guys?
0: We would love to chop it up with Daltouche sometime. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we said on the last episode that if there is someone that you want us to have on the show, add them on Twitter. That's the best way to do it. Get some social pressure going. Um, You know, we're always trying to get the next best person on the show that you guys want to hear from. We think that, you know, we don't necessarily grow a ton from having guests. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't really found that, but we really believe that. A lot of these creators don't have uh, interviews. People don't know them very well unless they're watching them every single day on stream. And so the podcast is a really cool way for people to get to know them. So I think it's a cool opportunity for people to come on the show. Um, I think we enjoy most of the interviews that we do. So we welcome it. And the best way for us to get anybody is to have our listeners reach out publicly.
0: Mm -hmm. On Twitter. Next question, K-O-Y, L-O-I-Y. What is your main legend? Come on. Just give them well, the answer. I'm
1: a Gibraltar, man. But the harder answer is Shays. Where are you at right now?
0: I can't. I I like... Here's the thing. I'm going to say Pathfinder. I'm always going to revert to Pathfinder because if I'm ever struggling, I play Pathfinder. But the problem is, is my role whatever rank team i end up playing on is i just bounce around and play whatever legend everybody needs like if people are running their mains and we want to play more aggressive i'll throw on the bloodhound if i need to and if i'm been playing this entire rank split as gibraltar whenever i'm not with henry because the other people i play with don't play any defensive legend and we need some gibby style stuff so it's like i bounce around and play everything and We've talked about mains in the past and we think the best way to enjoy Apex is to play everyone and that's kind of a big part of it. And so Yeah. Pathfinder though, if I'm just given the answer of one Mirage in my heart though.
1: It's a good uh answer. And I think like you said, we've spoken about it and by doing the podcast I think we've that's one of the things we've learned that
2: mm-hmm.
1: having a main Makes the game maybe a little less fun, and maybe shouldn't be your focus. Like, I know that it's important to have your kills, you know, on one legend mm-hmm. to show that you're cool. But I think we don't feel bad about having trackers off and just playing, you know, who we want to play and learning more about the game that way. Definitely. Next question coming from Obey Ney Lexo. What is the most overhyped character and what is the most slept on character?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I'm yeah. not actually sure off the top of my head. Do you have something that comes to your mind? There's a lot of answers to this question,
1: okay, to be honest. Um, I would say that the most overhyped character, you know, obviously the most hyped character is Ray, mm-hmm. but the question is, is she overhyped? We could have that discussion. <laughs> if we're not talking about that, I think that Caustic is a bit overhyped. Yeah. I think that he is hard to play, situational. Um, now with the nerve of being able to shoot the barrels as they inflate, i found it a lot easier to counter Caustics in buildings and in the open. Um, a really good Caustic is really hard but um, to counter, but I think that Caustic might be a little bit overhyped at this point. And when we talk about most slept-on legends, I think Mirage is really slept-on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Even after, So we're big fans of Mirage uh, on a personal level. But also when we spoke with uh, Daniel Klein about Mirage, yep. he said, Mirage is the most solid legend we got. At all skill levels, Mirage performs great. Center of the pack, nothing wrong with Mirage. Mm-hmm. Like no buff incoming, he's a perfect legend. And I think a lot of people assume Mirage is one of the worst. And the fact of the matter is, when I play Mirage, I bamboozle people. And there is not a stronger ability in the game to have someone fire a whole clip of their weapon while shooting them in the side or the back. Yeah. Like that is pretty much as good as you can play, um, because even if you don't knock them, they have to reload. You can swap. Like it's such a good ability, and so that's what I would say. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah,
0: I thought of one. I got a spicy answer though. Good. So I think the overhyped legend right now is potentially lifeline. And that is partially because some people think she's the most broken character in the game right now. And that's not even close how she can revive people with that passive. But if you really just look at it for even a second all it takes is one nade or a little bit of patience and it's gonna most of the time it'll be fine for you and we've talked about it before but it means the other team has to have someone go down which in an ideal world you never want to do and so i don't like the legends getting hyped as the best legend when it requires your teammates to die in a way situationally she's great but a lot of legends are situationally really good um and for most slept on the i think gibby i like just from the standpoint of he's not in that top five pick right and i think that his ability to impact the team and win some games is just not not noticed as much as it should be at least like he he's just really really good for the team solid and i see a lot of teams not using him effectively and i don't look at him I think we start to look at him as like potentially slept on in the community because Henry's such a beast with him, and he's been a beast with him for a while now. So we're used to Gibby being like such a huge part of our Apex game potentially.
1: Yeah, we're about to talk about more Gibby because it's a question we're answering on a Patreon podcast. But Gibby's a tough legend because in my eyes, he's not defensive. He can't hold down a building. He is not like Rampart, Watson, or Caustic. And so I see Gibby as an offensive support legend, and that's a really interesting place to be in. Mm -hmm. No mobility as an offensive legend, but with one support healing ability that is pretty good. Mm -hmm. So he's in a very interesting place, Um, but I agree, a lot of people sleep on Gibby. A lot of people complain about Gibby, um, but I think a lot of people don't take the effort to actually play them Mm -hmm. and everybody has access so why not
0: definitely next question from trey touchton what made you guys want to start a podcast and coming from really tiny tiny (laughs) how did you guys get the idea of starting a podcast was it hard at the beginning
1: yeah well essentially we were playing apex for a year and we talked about apex every day we were addicted. And we felt like we should channel that into something more productive. And Shay had been listening to podcasts for the majority of his adult life. um, And kind of we saw an opportunity that there wasn't very many Apex Legends pods. Um, We had tried to create content before on YouTube and Instagram and things like that. And we just kind of saw a perfect opportunity to take something that we were passionate about. And in a market that was uh, pretty small, unchallenged Mm market. the potential to reach 70 million players. Um, So we were kind of excited at the beginning. Um, That's kind of where the idea came from. Uh, But for Tiny here, was it hard at the beginning? I don't know. Um,
0: I think think uh, it went smoother than we were expecting. The editing and all that kind of stuff and the social media work took a lot of effort in the very beginning and for a while and still does. Um, but kind of, I think Henry mentioned it earlier. We're kind of perfectionists when it comes to the stuff we try and do. And so I think it was hard because we set ourselves to a standard that was not easy to just go out and do ourselves, whether it be, you know, buying mics and then returning them because they didn't sound good enough at the very beginning when we first started, but it's gotten easier now. We're in a groove at this point. We're doing remote podcasts right now, so it might not sound the same. We're still trying to master that tech. That's kind of like potentially our next uh, step in trying to become pros at podcasting. Uh, So there's still always something to learn, but I think we're doing a pretty solid job.
1: Yeah, and I think that I honestly don't feel like I'm working any harder. I was at the beginning Mm -hmm. so I think it's probably gotten easier but at the same time I don't think those like first three four months were miserable no and we were like grinding I think we wanted to do it we were passionate to some people maybe it would be hard if they weren't uh, as excited but we put in the effort but I don't think that necessarily means it was hard definitely it was fun next question coming from Viking fear will you do a giveaway soon
0: good question we, ha it'll be over. It'll be over by the time this episode's actually out. Uh, we run giveaways on Discord sometimes, like we gave away what three, three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Answer that question, social media, man. When's the next Instagram giveaway?
1: <laughs> yeah. In November, I think, we did kind of a heavy push for the giveaways. Mm-hmm. I think we did like three giveaways that month. Um, like to do them good way to kind of give back to the community, get people excited. Um, I think you can expect more giveaways in the future. Um, yeah, you know, you want to sponsor a giveaway, Viking? <laughs> please feel free. It's a good way to grow your uh, community. Um, I think right now we're not as, like, quick to do giveaways just because we feel good with our size. We're not really... Um, you know, itching to reach more people. I think we're focusing on quality right now, but I think we'll definitely do a giveaway in January. Yep. Um, I think that'll probably happen for sure.
0: Give back to the community, which is what we love to do. Next question, unknown00SLD, Olympus or Kings Canyon?
1: Good question. I like putting these two together Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because our last episode was kind of talking about Olympus and World's Edge, but putting these together... I can say that I miss Kings Canyon and I really like Olympus mm-hmm. and both of them are so so different and I I enjoy them both. I I don't want to just not answer the question, <laughs> but they're so different. I enjoy them both so much like I'm not gonna trash on Kings Canyon. No. Like I just can't do it. I really like it there. Uh We started at the beginning, so there's a lot of nostalgia um I think Kings Canyon is a really great map, and Olympus is extremely different, and I think still offers a great way to play apex uh but I don't even think they're comparable, like they're so different to me
0: yeah they're they're so absolutely different, size perspective layout perspective. It couldn't get more different than Olympus and Kings. If I had to play on one, I'm choosing Olympus just because I haven't played on it as much. It's as simple as that. But, you know, Kings Canyon also, there's a lot of versions of Kings Canyon. I'd love to go back and play some Skulltown and stuff, like, from a nostalgic factor. But they're they're both good maps. They're both good maps.
1: Keep it fresh. Next question coming from David. Should I switch my settings to colorblind mode? I've seen a lot of streams and clips.
0: So, David, I switched it to colorblind mode because someone told me to and I was going to improve and stuff, and it's not a big deal. I mean, I haven't switched it back because I'm that lazy that I haven't wanted to go into the game and switch it back to the red enemy logo and sign. You got anything to add in there, Henry?
1: I tried it out. I don't think it does anything. Yeah. Um, I think that you see a lot of pros and a lot of people that uh, are serious about the game doing it, just because every little thing matters, you know? Like, if it might help, you should probably do it if you're competing for money. Um, I personally just think it looks better with red reticles. I'm not colorblind. I kind of just think I like the blues in the game. I don't know about the whole teal blue for <laughs> shields and stuff, so I just like how it looks better in regular mode, but if you're colorblind, you should definitely do it.
0: Definitely. Next question coming from Bishan. Do you think the Craver will ever leave the care package?
1: This is something we talk about a lot, um, honestly. Um, the care package is kind of a, a big discussion point for Shay and I off air, and the Craver is always considered to be you know, a permanent uh, mm-hmm. staple. We don't think it's going to leave, ever. No. Um, is it possible? It is, you know, it is possible. Um, I think that there is a world where you could balance the Kraber and put it on the ground. You know, the L Star comes with zero ammo in it. If you put the Kraber on the ground with zero ammo and had a situation similar to the charge rifle, where it took more bullets to shoot one bullet in the Kraber, I think you could probably have it on the ground. Like, you could, but. Is that where we need to go? Is the Kraber good where it is? We think so.
0: Yeah, that's what I would say. And it would just be weird having the Kraber and the Sentinel together. We don't need to hurt the Sentinel anymore, potentially, uh, from a ground sniper. Uh, Next question coming from Fit. Are you a predator?
1: We are not predators. We don't have the time. I don't know how people can balance, you know, Creating content and grinding the predator—it blows my mind. Like unless you're streaming your journey, um, I think it's crazy. That's a lot of the reason why we respect Simply Astrid so much, mm-hmm. just because he creates great videos on YouTube and is one of the best players in the world. So it's something that neither of us are, um, and we think that's okay.
0: It's it's a challenge. Respect to anyone that is.
1: Next question coming from Cade. Most adrenaline filled moment you've had in the game?
0: Man, that's a good one. There's two that come to mind. One, when Henry and I went on a seven game win streak in a tournament, I was pretty hype. I feel like I've never been as cracked on comms and just in general, I was more focused than I've ever been. Other than that, I, there's like the one memory that comes to my mind if you would ask me, like, what was your most clutch moment, Shay? Is I had like a bloodhound clip in diamond two of ranked when henry and i were grinding really hard with a third teammate uh this is maybe two seasons ago and it was three teams left both full teams and i just was able to time it perfectly and f- come in there flying picked up like three maybe four knocks where people were just kind of like the perfect third party so good like the definitely was like the adrenaline rush though of doing that but pulling out the solo dub in a way
1: yeah i i feel like adrenaline is a a tough thing because i think it's definitely true that the wins i get now are not as exciting as my first couple wins Mm -hmm. i think that i personally i think adrenaline and whatever uh dopamine uh Yeah, It is addicting and makes you feel good, and you need more of it in order to get that excitement um, as you go through playing a game like Apex. Um, I agree with Shay. The seven-game win streak was absolutely insane. Um, Also, playing on stream definitely increases the adrenaline a little bit Mm -hmm. when you have a couple people watching you and you do something awesome or you get a win. Um, That definitely gets me excited. So I think that's my answer.
0: Definitely. Last question coming from Benny underscore Lusa. What advice do you all have for consistency in your gameplay? Great question.
1: Yeah. This is a question we try to answer on pretty much every single episode of the podcast.
0: Like all
1: of our our perspective on getting better at Apex is more consistency. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, you know, having that one out of 20 big game. Um, consistency is kind of where we focus our efforts. Um couple things off the top of my head. Um really good way to be consistent is to not use a shotgun, uh, to not go in with an SMG, uh, to stay back, use an AR, use a sniper, you know, you're gonna survive longer because you're out of harm's way. Um and you're gonna be able to do more damage and that can be a really good metric for consistency. If you can do a thousand damage a game, uh that makes you feel good. So I think using that different weapon choice uh, is a good way to do that.
0: I got two as well. I will say, uh, well, we say maybe you don't want to main a legend. Have maybe one that you're most comfortable with or just a small handful that you're rotating between and kind of trying to figure out because once you understand the kit, you're going to have a bit more consistency in how you use it in game. And then I'll just couple that with, play with the team if you play with the same people you're going to understand their tendencies they're going to understand yours you're going to know when to push when to retreat when somebody's going to use what legends abilities and all that consistency in that frame is going to add consistency into your overall gameplay Whoa, this is a long one i think i even said this is going to be a short episode at some point during this pod we don't do short episodes listeners hope you appreciate it <laughs>
1: We really don't, um, but that was fun. A lot of great questions. Uh, you know, if you want your question answered, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we've had some issues with uh, them updating on Apple Podcasts in time. But just know that if you do leave one, it will eventually yep. show up, and we will read it. So don't panic if it's taking a week longer than you thought. We will get it eventually, and it will be read on the show.
0: And if you are submitting a question from uh, some other country kind of far away from where we're at in the u.s there are occasional instances where we won't even see it on our app and if that is the case make sure you just either hit us with a screenshot hit it in instagram or discord or something or just shoot us a message and we'll figure out a way to get on the show no doubt about it uh but guys thanks so much subscribe on apple give us a follow on spotify follow us on instagram and twitter at third party pod sub to the youtube channel third party podcast and stop by our weekly stream uh, we're going to be off this week for Christmas. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Let's
2: go.
0: Holy heck.
1: I told you there was a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Oh, my. It didn't
1: look like that much on
2: paper. I'm glad
0: we didn't do the other things. thing with it. Oh, my goodness. We would have yeah. answered like three or four questions.